That's Loomis, you know that can't stop Michael. Nothing will stop Michael. But when? I'm not trying to tell you in the hospital. I think Michael is under the influence of an evil rune. Thorn. I saw the symbol marked up where we found Jamie stabbed. Well, there are runes of light, protection. If Thor could somehow be trapped by these runes, the energies could cancel themselves out. The evil could be destroyed. Do it here. Don't go anywhere until I come back. Win. listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. Hello and welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey. And guys, Reed was here, but he heard Haddonfield was banning Halloween, and he leapt out a second story window like Kara Strode back in 1995. I'm sure he'll be back. In the meantime, allow me to welcome you, listeners, to (laughs) Halloween times, the best time of the year. We are celebrating Halloween with a brand new series we've creatively named Halloween at Halloween. In this series, we are charting the career of one of our favorite horror franchise players. Discovered by Mr. John Carpenter, this stoic fella has been stabbing us since 1978, changing the shape of horror cinema, and immortalizing one Star Trek captain along the way. We've checked in with this character before by way of the initial 1978 entry and later covered the 2018 sequel, but in Halloween and Halloween, we will be exploring his entire catalog. The life, the near deaths, the murders, and the memories we made along the way with the one and the only Michael Myers. Last week, Reed and I were joined by Quarterly King Blake Collier to discuss the return and the revenge of Michael Myers. And this week, our series highlighting his career enters the horror movie Twilight Zone as we check in with Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, and Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, The Producer's Cut. But before we hang out with Bizarro Ant-Man... Permit me to remind you, listeners, that here at The Fear of God We Explore, we do not explain. Except for right now when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at thefearofgodpodcast.com. 
such as how to support us on Patreon, essays, team bios, episode archives, merchandise. Read. Hi, this is you're doing this, there, is, this is my yeah, this is my this is my best impression of like hunched over. Oh, yes. Hunched over kind of I see of, you, sir. Kind of Paul yeah. Rudd doing his little like slinking through the scenes. Paul Stephen Rudd. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh man, we false. Paul Stephen Rudd. <laughs> Which gets oh, abandoned man. for the producer's cut. Did it you does. notice that? I did. I did. That's I think so it's weird. because the producer's cut was released uh, only in the past few years. So knowing oh. that he is, that he goes by Paul Rudd, uh, they, they largely abandoned that middle name moniker. That he but, dropped his middle name from his yeah, that's public right. uh, sort of persona, just like that weird affectation he adopts here in this <laughs> that's his verbal deliveries you know what he sounds like through this entire movie is he sounds like when he's trying to be jokey in other films like where he's like oh okay yeah i'm gonna put this weird vocal affectation on for everything it's like he but in this film are you do you know michael Myers, dr loomis <laughs> he's not done in heaven dr. loomis <laughs> oh it's so weird it's it is so very weird. strange um riri nay nay we had a grand old time with Blake last Man, week. Man, um, that was so fun. You know, and very funny. We had probably a little too much fun. Uh, if I'm, <laughs> <laughs> if listeners at home are being honest with us, <laughs> That's um, point taken. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. It's can you? Well, I guess you can have too much fun at a certain point, as long as you know nobody's case, getting hurt. Case or in whatever. point, last um, week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael asked that question of himself a lot. Can I have too much fun killing people? Um, wow. So, real quick, business time. Fogoween. Fogoween. I feel like the mob and Halloween kills. Fogoween. Yeah. Uh, October thirtieth, All Hallows Eve couldn't have timed it better if we planned it 8 30 p.m <laughs> eastern standard time be there mm-hmm. how you be there ten dollar patron level in october if you're a five dollar patron and you're listening to this in september i don't know when this is going to release uh this is the first week of october join. so th- we're in it okay well there you go see five dollars throw <laughs> throw an extra five dollars buster <laughs> oh, that's awesome um reed we're gonna go to the patron mobile, but it does bear mentioning because sometimes Nathan forgets what we're doing right now during Halloween times for the patron segment is we're traipsing through a few Halloween, uh, episodes of the Simpsons, their signature episode series, the Treehouse of horror. We are mm-hmm. this time touching on Treehouse of horror volume three. We did yes. two last week. We did one the week before all that being said, it is now time to go to the, Patron Mobile. Now about this movie. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Read. Read. Don't hurt yourself. I, lo- I just um, love it when you're just like about this movie and then hard pivot. Read. <laughs> you're just like, read. <laughs> just the tone shift. You know how like with Stranger Things 4, I was like, what are these things? You know, are they <laughs> yes. movies? Are they episodes? Are they pieces of content? You get to the end of the theatrical cut of Halloween 6 and you're like, 
I mean, how are we defining the word movie now? <laughs> you know, it's like this is a string of footage edited together with people <laughs> and the 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 at least sort of like eh, <laughs> of a story, you know, it's like <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, they just hit the deadline. Like, eh, okay. Sh- like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> everybody on set is looking. This guy's going to be a star one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, about it. They're just like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't know. Like, just point it that way. But nobody. Yeah. It's like at a screening, but nobody wants to be that guy. So they're just like. Michael Myers killed somebody. That's what we needed, you know. <laughs> That's like, all we're after. <laughs> I wish it's listeners like had. It's like you're you're playing it for your closest friends, and no one wants to be the one to tell you, like y'all. What I really, I really wish the listeners had the benefit of our faces for this, because like the, the visual representation of somebody watching this movie and just be like, "What is the huh? What?" <laughs> I? It, I mean, I listen, man, Reed, I'm 42. I'll be 43 in like three weeks. And I fall asleep easy these days when it's watching stuff. Like, I know that I didn't fall asleep. And yet, I'm still questioning it, you know? Like, like, did I? Huh, Wait, I'm like, huh, hmm. This is like, wow, I'm just. Uh, Who I'm are just... these people? And <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh my god. Um, so so yes, loosely we're talking not loosely, directly we're talking about Halloween 6 the curse of Michael Myers, Halloween 6 the curse of Michael Myers the producer's cut. Uh this movie came out in 1995, noticeably under Dimension, right? Correct, um, which is largely to do with why there's two cuts, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I did want to hand the reins to you a little bit if you want to, you know, paint some broad strokes of kind of uh, the the competing visions at work here and you know, we uh, deep in the lore of the fear of God is our coverage of the film, the descent where <laughs> in, in real time in media race, you start referencing a thing that I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I did watch <laughs> did, this movie. I've seen it twice. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's such a thing as Mandela effect, but this is like next level. Like that You're taking not. this too far, Reed. Now you're just being mean to me. I know I struggle to remember things and that I fall asleep with great ease, but now you're just being cruel. Now Lis- you're just sticking the knife. I hear in. you getting angry, like in real time, where you're just like, that was not in the cut that I watched. <laughs> like, uh, that was not uh, in the uh, movie. What I are we discussing now? So, oh, Lord, have there's mercy. things like that where there's a. Now, admittedly, the, the change in the descent does alter a lot of the thematics of it, but it doesn't alter yes. the content of the film dramatically. Yeah. Um, this. It's arguable if themes even exist, but it alters significantly <laughs> the content of the film. Significantly, um, so yes. You had you had the wisdom to suggest we we you know kind of do each of these as one episode, and I I did watch both of them, and it is <laughs> God bless. Like yeah, between I referenced this last week on, and now I can be a little more open without Blake here. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But now that we're actually talking about this in conjunction with four and five, like, I feel like my brain is bleeding, you know, 
Michael Myers and, and because there's now so many iterations yeah. of yeah. his path and this is but one more fork in the road mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, watching the producer's cut, you're like, okay, well now, did I see that last time? Okay. That's right. New. right. Wait, wait, now that, now what about that? You know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a trippy experience um, keeping it all together. And I no, no doubt. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you that I was successful at doing that, but I'm here. <laughs> no, no doubt. So the so I'm remiss and should have done the homework on this. I cannot remember when the producer's cut was formally released for rent and purchase. Um, I bought it without having seen it because I was just so dang curious. And when I saw it, I had only ever seen the... Curse of Michael Myers theatrical cut. And so for people who may be listening to this episode and you didn't, you only watched the theatrical cut or you maybe didn't watch it at all and you're just kind of listening to his talk, it cannot be emphasized enough that these are dramatically different interpretations of this story. Sometimes the same scenes appear and sometimes the same actors appear. But the look, the feel, the tone, largely the narrative uh, it, for large sections of the film uh, are completely drastically different. I had blind bought this producer's cut when it was released because it had long been mythologized in Halloween franchise fandom as like a thing that exists that you could only get, you know, like in those corners of the Internet. If you're just like, okay, I think so-and-so uploaded, uh, you know, a torrent that you could go and watch it and everything. And I don't, I don't go in for all of that stuff. I'm just not that adventurous. Um, but then when they officially released the, the producer's cut, I was like, oh, here's an opportunity for me to see this thing. And, uh, and so I, I purchased it somewhat blind. I had the rest of them and I was happy to discover that for myself, I vastly preferred watching this producer's cut. We'll get into some of that. Um, but, but I was really happy that I was able to see it. And, and again, right now I'm just emphasizing that these are two dramatically different films. It should be noted a little bit of history on, on, on the pair of them. Halloween six went through a severity of like, (laughs) if Halloween five was rushed, like where they released four and then they released five, like the very next year, Halloween six went through like six years of just, are we making this? We're making this. We're making it with that script. You want to make it with that script? Let's make it with that script. You, who's the director again? And they like just all of these different puzzle pieces in there. One of the things that was contributing to that, and this is key for the, for the differences and cuts that we have is the rights to the Halloween franchise came up for bid again. And this is pretty interesting. The people bidding on it were Mustafa Akkad, who was partnering with, the Weinsteins and Miramax and, and Dimension Films. And then on the other side of the fence, you had John Carpenter bidding for the rights back. Huh. And he was teaming up with Robert Shea and the New Line Cinema folks. Had they won, it's conceivable that we would have eventually seen not a Freddy versus Jason, but maybe a Freddy versus Michael, or maybe all three of them, because it was largely rights issues that kept them from pairing those things up. But as it was... Uh, the Miramax and Dimension Films won the bidding war, and so they made the movie. Now, when the the producer's cut was the original pass at the film, that was the first attempt to make the film, and it is the closest huh. to the original sort of shooting script. It still doesn't represent the appropriate shooting script, but that was the closest to like the first time around. 
they test screened it, and audiences largely... Now, you said something interesting last week that I'll call back to because it's, it's relevant to these different cuts. How, like, oh, it would be interesting if maybe it wasn't Michael and maybe it was, like, Loomis or if it was, you know... Uh, mm-hmm. you, you fo- zoned in on the fact that maybe if it was Loomis. Um, well, a big reason that audiences didn't like this, I will, I will hang a lantern on the fact that sometimes audiences just don't know what they want because Season of the Witch, they largely complained that Michael Myers wasn't in it, and so that killed the idea of like an anthology concept, which might have been fun. The producer's cut, if you'll take note, uh, doesn't have a lot of Michael Myers wreaking mayhem in it. Like He's largely a prop, in service of this larger cult plotline. Um, I mean, he literally has like one chase and that doesn't result in a kill in the climactic moments of the film. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, and audiences, test audiences did not take to that. So what happened was when test audiences received that poorly, the folks at Dimension, uh, the, the Weinsteins largely, basically used that to wrestle back ownership of the film it's like we're, we're changing everything we're just gonna we're just gonna recut a bunch of stuff we're gonna call these produce, producers back we're just gonna reshoot everything we're just changing a boatload of stuff and then that's where you get the mess and i will <laughs> unashamedly call it a mess uh that is the theatrical cut where it's just it's more violent it's more gruesome it does have more michael myers in it um and has a completely redone ending largely abandoning much of what the original producer's cut set out to do. So that's why you have these two sort of differences in, in, in this film. Well, and it's, it's also just a, you know, in a pure academic spirit, it's just a pretty fascinating experiment in filmmaking because absolutely. Now, while there are a couple of elements, whole cloth that don't exist one in the other, especially late in late in the producer's cut, which I watched second, you can see the seams. You can see the, yeah. the editing that exists in the theatrical, like, yes. Oh, you know, Paul Rudd wasn't in this scene, but he was in the scene. Right. He's just not in that scene. Right. And, but they shot stuff and he's in the scene that he just cut out. So yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's just kind of, you know, ignore even the Halloween of it all, like the wild nature of the fact that you can, with uh, X amount of footage, create mm-hmm. two different final products yeah. <clears throat> that that yield wildly varying results. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have, so I have a, a, kind of a question for you. Yeah. Between the pair of them, not objectively, I'm talking entertainment factor. Did you have a preference entertainment wise between the pair of them for yourself? Um, that's a little hard. I mean, you know, entertainment is a specific word that conjures specific sort of responses. Um, sure. I, I just think, mean, did you enjoy it? Which did you enjoy more? You know, I think, I think the theatrical cut has such a just dull ending like like the literal yeah. like how it just kind of wraps up you're like what yeah it just like largely stops yeah i don't even mean that meanly i just mean like i it doesn't it doesn't connect there's no there's no arc there's no real sense to make of of kind of what is cobbled together at the end so i actually think the producer's cut is a much more 
cohesive even mm-hmm. you know the the nature of the cult of thorn and the runes and all that stuff notwithstanding which you know whatever it, it, it's them attempting to sort of like make some meta sense of what michael is and can do right and right. you know i won't i won't like i won't totally fault the effort even if i think maybe the effort is um misguided um mm-hmm. but at least there's a narrative cohesion to the producer's cut where you're like okay well i kind of at least understand now yeah what even if you don't hit the bullseye what the idea of this film was kind of meant to do whereas right the theatrical cut i remember finishing it and just being like okay (laughs) i don't Mm -hmm. don't really i don't really understand you know what any of that is supposed to mean there's actually there's actual thoughtfulness in the edit choices for producers cut yes agreed that does come across in a way that honestly very few of these other ones do like Mm -hmm. you actually see like okay there's a even if there's there's you know whatever a person might feel about wait a minute what (laughs) michael they used some runes and and put the power of evil in him and now a cult's (laughs) worshiping him like i don't even totally get it all but yeah of course at least at least there's a sketch of a story there that's kind of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. okay, I, I sort of understand what you're after here. Um, so sure. so yeah, from a pure just like, well, I'll frame it this way: you asked last week, and you'll ask me again at the end of this about recommendations. Like, if someone were to say again, distill it down for me, I, I, I want, I want all the Michael Myers. I would say, you know, like treat producers cut as the canonical, yes, re- resolution to four and five. Like, yeah. Agreed. Treat the theatrical cut as kind of this weirdo facsimile, this this mm-hmm. kind of Frankensteinian thing. Yeah, which uh, Frankensteinian is appropriate because it is literally like called together sort of slapdash to make it meet the deadline so that they could release it to theaters. And um, there, I will say, there are some elements to the just gonzo energy of the theatrical cut that I enjoyed more watching this time around. I had largely written it off. I just like did not enjoy curse of Michael Myers for a very, very long time. I thought it was just like, I don't like that movie. I don't enjoy watching that movie, blah, blah, blah. Well, then I see the producer's cut. And to your point, what a fascinating exercise in filmmaking and actively enjoying watching the producer's cut more actually made it kind of fun for me when I sat down to watch the theatrical cut again, which I hadn't for years, because since I bought the producer's cut, that's the way I engage this story. Um, and so then I watched the the theatrical cut again, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, if I'm having a drink and I've got my popcorn, like, it, it really is just a sequence of scenes that have Michael Myers in it. And, and it's like, okay, like... Th- Forget about continuity. Forget about coherence to narrative. Just it's it's like an album with different songs that begin and end, but they're all on the same album. And so you, that's that's kind of what Curse but of Michael Myers. But it's the same gets. song over and over, <laughs> basically. <laughs> because you know, I, I didn't. I, I wrote it down for this movie. I'm sure it exists in four and five, uh, but I felt it profoundly for the theatrical cut of six. I was like. The, the Michael, Michael as Roy Kent is just (laughs) absurd and it just strains any sort of credibility of, of, you know, willing suspension of disbelief. I'm like, I just, 
whatever y'all you know <laughs> yeah. it's, it, yes. you kind of feel like y'all are just doing whatever you just I, I can't even tell uh um you know what i'm supposed to be sort of understanding is happening other than michael kills people no sure. absolutely yeah, that's what he does um, absolutely um so it is worth at least uh, uh, a, a cursory summary, Reed Lackey. Uh, if, we, on, if we can try, sure. <laughs> well, you know, Paul Rudd plays adult Tommy Doyle, who was babysat by Laurie Strode. This is what's so funny about these movies, Reed. By the time you get to this one, it's even, it's head spinning. I'm like, who is this family? <laughs> who is this family? Like, I oh, know man. you're telling me somewhere they're connected. I got man what you know i don't mean tommy but like the the the, the, Strode Cara, the family main, that are the main now, family yeah <laughs> like, yeah who like, what who is who like i know well and it gets did even michael sleep with his niece to beget a kid who's the kid is now in the line of the strodes but is he it's oh it's head spinning it, it really is well and so an attempt at a summary what we know that's consistent is you have Tommy Doyle, adult, adult Tommy Doyle, right? Jamie Lloyd from Halloween 4 and, and Halloween 5 has apparently aged in dog years. And now she, since the last film, she is ostensibly playing a 16-year-old. Clearly, the actor is older. But uh, she's playing a 16-year-old, and she's having a baby. The parentage in the theatrical cut is left unclear, probably for the best, because the parentage in the producer's cut is... Michael Myers himself, which when you think about it, the fact that like, there's all kinds of wrong with there's that. a lot of problems here. There's a tremendous <laughs> amount of problems. Um, but then also they try what would you learn is that apparently there is this cult called the cult of thorn that like put the mark of thorn on a family member. And then that family member or like on a family and then a member of that family like has to kill all of their bloodline at which point it's going to pass on to somebody else so so there's this version where in the producer's cut like this cult of thorn are trying to get michael to i don't know kill jamie lloyd's baby because that's the last of his bloodline just stop just stop I, <laughs> just stop like, and then and yeah and it's like it gets so confusing because then you also have like danny who is like the kid but supposedly the man in black is like kill for me danny and i'm like what well wait a second why are you is it supposed to move over to him like what's supposed to happen here is it supposed yeah, to oh yeah and, and lots super of questions and no then, answers in the theatrical cut they throw you yet one more curveball because all of that is in there but then you get that scene towards the end where <laughs> it is almost like a deleted scene inside the canonical cut of the film where terrence Wynn, like the bad guy he's revealed to be the mysterious man in black from from part five uh that is now back in a larger and more you know substantive revealed role he looks around to all of his cult of thorn members and he's like uh take take your robes off halloween's over and i'm like was this a, like it literally feels in the moment like that was after That's the funny. cameras had wrapped and everything and he's just like oh halloween's over and they go in and they're trying to perform some surgical procedure or whatever and michael's having none of that he's like don't it's do operation like, here like yeah he comes we in entered and just, a different it's a different movie, like literally and actually it is like we're in science lab, Michael. It's like they had, (laughs) they just made it. The, the end of the theatrical cut is like a sci-fi film. They, Mm -hmm. they just pivot into this colder tone, this, this more antiseptic atmosphere that just, it, it is very at odds with pretty much the entire franchise up to this point. I did. Interestingly, I did see a piece today 
because I was trying to like make some sense of, you know, six that points to Halloween two as the source of what becomes Thorn because of the Sam Hain Sowen reference yeah, there. Right, right. You know, that that even the file that gets al- alluded to in two, there's more to that file than Mm-hmm. just the sibling dynamic um so and, and whatever you know it's, <laughs> it's just um yeah yeah whatever i mean i'll say this for producers cut six four or five and producers cut six you know that's a that's a fun little horror romp that's a that's like, a fun trilogy i agree yes you know mm-hmm. i mean they kind of they all they're all in conversation with each other that's what's just so weird to me about them is about six specifically is it's like to your point it came much later Mm -hmm. the seeds are planted because correct me if i'm wrong is it in four when we first see the tattoo or the symbol uh no it is in five uh fairly certain uh, I thought you know the rune. What? I thought the image of the rune on his wrist showed up in four, but I could. I don't do you not. You know what? Listen, I'm, this is me. Well, no, but but I'm actually giving you some props here because in the moment, I can't remember. I w- my historical memory is going back to the rune appearing in five for the first time, but I could be mistaken about that. Man in black definitively is only in five and then he, six. Yes. but I think again. I'm not going to redo these right now. There's too many of these movies and we got a lot more to get through before we're done. But I think there's a chance the rune appears on his arm, you know, in four as you could be right. Point point being point simply being they clearly had thoughtfulness towards this is an out. This is a path we can steer into for this character so that we can make sense of why he is what he is. Um, Nonetheless, nonetheless, yes. uh, uh, Film six. Lori's oh my god I can't even I can't. <laughs> your brain Reed, just broke it real bad <laughs> it did it, it did because <laughs> you, started, you started a sentence and you were just like Lori's just <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, oh my you're, god your mental internet went out like it just yes, like it, <laughs> did. it did it did we oh lost internet connection in my brain for a second there because oh, i was about god. to say Lori, and then i was gonna i got confused i was like wait no she's adopted who is she who is she she's myers she's <laughs> who's this person? oh my god oh, um, they but yeah go important ahead. important uh meta text here is the names of the parents of kara in this movie i caught that oh yes yes you sure did so what the dad the dad is john and the mom is deborah which is that's right yeah, but you caught it, so you you deserve no, I just to get caught the pro- it. Their names. What else is there? Uh, but the f- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Reed. <laughs> I know it's, it's like Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. Correct. Good job. Um, who you know? They're like, thanks. <laughs> Give me my effing movie back. You know. <laughs> you named us after. You named some characters after us, and then you just. <laughs> it's like it's know, really nice, but I really want to direct again. <laughs> <laughs> um which actually adds a whole new level to the producers cu- or to the theatrical cuts uh d- dealing with dad there with john oh my um, yeah no joke no joke so the curse of michael myers he's back he's part of this thorn cult um, <laughs> i'm just going to talk about it as the as the producers cut uh okay. jamie's on the lamb huge distinction between theatrical and producers uh and the theatrical jamie gets pfft, rather oh. rather viciously mean spiritedly yeah yeah yes. it's rough uh 
And then in producers, I was like, wait, what? That girl, <laughs> what? She survived? Did she? I don't know. Flashback? She, she did survive. No, she did survive. I know, I know. I'm just I'm kidding. And, oh, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. I'm just saying when it happens in the in watching it, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're like, as, what? Did it, as what? You, you wipe the side of your head because your ear's bleeding. You're like. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. What like, <laughs> world are we in right now? Um, do you have any more cursory trivial bits you want to say about six I, before we talk about. That ain't right. Uh, purely cursory. I did write down Loomis apparently discovered antidepressants because the man's downright peppy when you oh, first see he him. Is. <laughs> he's he's on that purple, that purple whatever it is that uh, purple palm tree delight purple <laughs> it, <laughs> that my dudes are on in Stranger Things. Before he's like, <laughs> he answers the door with a smile. I mean, I he is cheeky. He's cheeky. Yes. Yes, you know, absolutely. it's like on the radio. Oh, you know, and uh, Dr. Sam Loomis, is he alive? Is he dead? <laughs> Retired. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, yes, he is peppy, yeah. man. He is so, oh. so down. I mean, happy. listen, wouldn't you be peppy, too? If when your old pal, Dr. Wynn shows up, you're like skin graft, <laughs> you know, they were able to massage my face in such a way that it's no longer a monstrosity. <laughs> I don't scare I'm people now anymore. The, the pretty Loomis that you once <laughs> knew. It's so funny. So yeah, that was my, that was my main cursory thing is just like, yeah, Loomis is a much happier individual in this film. Um, d- did you find out in your reading that Terrence Wynn, the character that, is is in this film in a much larger degree had like one scene in the very original film the character obviously different actor but he's the one who listeners won't have known that i just nodded no like correct yes that's right um so so he's the one Wynn's character is the one who in the very original film uh when loomis is about to charge off to Haddonfield. He's like, Haddonfield's 73 miles from here. He doesn't know how to drive. And then Loomis is like, he was doing very well last night. And so, like, anyway, that, like, <laughs> when Dr. Wynn... You don't know the- what death is! <laughs> so, yes. Drop, 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 drop. That's the sound uh, of him running off. <laughs> but anyway, that, that character uh, was there. You know, I don't think he's even named in the original, but yeah, that character was there. That's the only real cursory stuff I had. We can get into the other... Now, I do things. like about six that their effort to fold it in on 78 because to your question just then i would not have known when shows up or not but i would have thought huh i wonder when um (laughs) but even with blankenship you know being yes michael's babysitter stuff like that i'm like that's cool that's you know y'all are trying you're trying well yes theatrical cut not you producer (laughs) scott you're trying to make the pieces fit now yes you know, they may they be don't. from different puzzles, but yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Yeah. But you you're trying. Different, and yeah, I want to different that. puzzles. You'd be like, I have these random puzzle pieces. Can we see if they fit somewhere? You're like, this is Can a we duck. make a picture? <laughs> this this looks right, right? <laughs> Audiences the world over are like, uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, yeah. What? No, nothing. I was just going to say, that's all, that's all my kind of cursory stuff. We can get into our other fun little... Fun little bits are are ain't rights and, and are you know they just do not care about this baby. It no, tripped they me don't. out watching the producers cut. There's a scene. I don't know if you caught it. There's a scene where, uh, oh my god, what's the what's Tommy? Where Tommy and Kara are in the second floor bedroom of the tenant building that Tommy lives in. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, makes some sense here. <laughs> 
and they're holding the baby. Read. They set the baby <laughs> down on the bed and they both leave the room, like ostensibly not with oh. intention to return. I'm like, you know, what are you <laughs> it's, doing? It's on the bed. It's going to roll off and be like, oops. That's, you know, that caused a question my, you guys are trying here. There, there, there's no trying here. They're like, I mean, you know, <laughs> are we in a movie? Oh, whose story is this? I Nobody know. can say. Nope. It is time for the part of the show where we discuss <laughs> things that aren't just wrong, but of which might be said. That ain't right. That ain't right. It ain't right. Nothing right about it. No, it ain't right. No, it ain't right. No, that ain't right. It ain't right. It sure is still ain't right. It sure is still ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. That sure as hell ain't right. Oh, you like man. how it's just when there's nowhere else to go, you go to that ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. Reed, oh, I gotta, man. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna steal do it. it. Do it. Steal it. Take it. Here's what here's what I'll applaud about both iterations of this movie. They make ODB. And when I say ODB, they make old dad a bastard. Oh my gosh. He like, is. That's my number one. That ain't I, right. I'll just share it with you. That I that, kinda just like applaud the yeah, go for it. You did it. Like <laughs> this guy is primo a hole. Like, oh, absolutely! Wow. <laughs> Every single- they do that scene at the breakfast table. You're like, oh, you did. You know, <laughs> I ain't seen this movie yet, but you, you did. Go, you go. It's get like got. a dog. It's like <laughs> if a dog shows up in a Halloween movie, drink. He's dead. If he's done. Yes. Jerk character shows up in a Halloween movie. And especially if that jerk character is an authority figure, i.e. a father figure to people that you're meant to care about. He did. Oh, he's so dead. He goes out of his way to be a jerk, like out of his way. Oh, yeah. To he be works an hard. Utter, an utter a-hole. He's just sitting there like, <laughs> it's almost like one of those things where it could get comical, where he's just making an insulting comment. Again, going out of his way, somebody just says like, oh, what's for breakfast this morning? It's like, well, I'll tell you what else. What's not for breakfast is my money because this person right here moved in and and stole all my money because like we can't. I mean, like, <laughs> like, and then, it's, you know, somebody tries to change the subject. You know what's for breakfast, turds? Here. <laughs> it's just. Have some. It's, and then, well, yeah, it's like somebody turns to, it's as if somebody turned to somebody else and was just like, oh, so uh, what'd, you, what'd you watch on TV last night? It was like, oh, do we still have TV? I don't know because, you know, Kara moved in. Yeah. And Kara's a bum and look at you and like, you're, and, she, and he literally. Blood refers, sucker. He, re- <laughs> he refers to her child as a bastard, like right in front of the child. In front of everybody. In fr- like yeah. everybody. I mean, he goes so far out of his way. He'd like. And he then little Danny's got that knife. You're kind of like, go, mm-hmm. go for it. Go, go I ahead. Know. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, don't stop. Danny. <laughs> Get him, Danny. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, oh. he just, it's just, yeah. he's a he's a uniquely extreme a-hole. Like, even when he comes back at the end of a long work day, his first thing is like, hey, I'm home. Thanks for dinner. I'm like, what you? What in the world, man? Yeah. Like you literally like this guy. You look at your watch, you're like, clock's ticking, bro. <laughs> like, just keep walking. You on borrowed time. You on borrowed time. <laughs> he don't realize it's not nope. his story. He don't he don't know. <laughs> he don't oh, know. Man. He's just straight. <laughs> in a certain way it is, but yeah, I hear Lord you. Lord have mercy. Um, yeah, okay, that ain't right. I, it's it I yeah. gotta 
I gotta say it. I don't know if it happens this way in the theatrical cut, but it stood out to me more in the producer's cut. So I'm going to just go with it. Okay. Your boy, Dr. Loomis, just like, just Mama Strode <laughs> is getting nervous. Okay. About something in her house. You know, like she's getting, uh, the, what's the, what's the Halloween music read? Help me out. Do, 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 yeah, do, yeah. There's a little strange. Deborah's getting, uh-oh, 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 what's going on? What's going on? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. It's getting, um, things are starting to happen. And then, <laughs> bam, Dr. Loomis is just like in her house. Suddenly Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> it's standing beside me, acting all crazy. Oh but don't gosh. his face look good? Oh, um, my but- gosh. I mean, he's just, he's just in the house. Like, didn't ring the bell. No. Didn't knock. He didn't. Didn't call ahead. (laughs) Didn't announce his presence. That's how you get killed in these movies. Just Dr. Loomis, he's got that thick plot armor. That thick plot armor. Just shows up in that lady's house. Like, whoa. Have you seen Michael? (laughs) Uh, Who? (laughs) It was a good Loomis. Have you seen Michael? Uh, Do you know what that? You don't know what that is, you know. <laughs> Just exit scene. Where's your crab surface? <laughs> is it time to eat yet? Oh. Kara home. Mm. Um, but I just it just trips me out. It's like, you, what are you doing? <laughs> yes, just, indeed. It ain't right. I just love the imaginational power of just like track Loomis to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it just. Just like he's he's trying to shimmy a window, like that's not working. You know? <laughs> well, and the man the man limps everywhere, but he somehow has supernatural temporal placement that he can just be wherever he needs to be at the blink of an eye. What's leaping Loomis? Like, I told you, you. <laughs> leaping Loomis. Oh, <laughs> leaping Loomis! God, that is funny. It's, Suddenly, Loomis. Okay, yeah. It's okay. Last one. Last one. I promise. Last, you got it. You got it. Because we're trying it. to be you done here. Yes. Is is? Let me see if I phrased it. Mommy, it's raining. It's raining red. Oh, my God. Okay, so the only reason I didn't say that is that ain't right is because that may show up in another segment. Because, okay. yeah. man, Mommy, it's That's, raining. It's raining red. That is jacked That up. ain't right. <laughs> that is. It's a, no. <laughs> it's another one of those moments where you're like, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like when. when, when you just when gave you're, it glory. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> listeners won't tell that you have your hands like extended and braids. It's like you when your like, child oh. pees in the potty the first time with these oh, movies. You're exuberance. like, look oh. at you, little Man. movie that could. In, That's in, yes. a scene. In both cuts. And it should be noted that the scene is largely the same except for some coloration in the image in both scenes. But uh, but that, that scene is largely the same between the two cuts. And that that is a... That's a moment right there. That is a it is. great moment. The whole, all you know, uh, Tommy Doyle, Paul Rudd's character, uh, registering what's happening and everything. That whole sequence is great. That's almost almost worth watching the movie just so you okay. know, that scene well, can sneak up on you. You've, you've pointed us a direction. So it is time to exit the part of the show mm-hmm. where we discuss things of which it might not just be said are wrong, but mm-hmm. might also of them be said of these parts. That they are. 
<laughs> you just keep trying. It's yeah. going to be longer and longer. I was waiting to see if you were going to be like, Nathan, you having an aneurysm? <laughs> you're having so, a stroke. Okay. Something popped. <laughs> that ain't right. That sure as hell ain't right. <laughs> Something popped. <laughs> Loomis behind you. <laughs> I got my clown mask on. That's time. Oh, my God. Do you know you, know you keep citing... Goblet of mm. Fire. Whenever we talk about <laughs> the Kill Hall of Fame, I cannot yeah. remember where I read it, but it was some it was some funny like stream of memes for Harry Potter, and one a of stream them, of memes, a stream of memes. Um, <laughs> it's a new antidepressant stream of meme. But <laughs> oh no, no, that is a depressant. <laughs> that it is. It Carry is. On. It's like, bring you down. Um, but uh, there was one that cited the scene where like Dumbledore charges in at Harry and the way they wrote it, I don't think I'm going to be able to replicate it verbally, but like the way they wrote it is he's like, did you put your name in the cupboard of fire? And then they repeat it over and over again. And by the end, it's just like somebody has smacked the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of like how Loomis is by the and end of his that's time. That's what it reminds me of. Is in just Halloween like, town. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so oh, you no, want it? We're doing it. We're doing it's it's yeah. It's it's time for the pitch meeting, Reed. I'm trying to <sighs> trying to psych myself out. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna go present to the higher ups at Mattel. You yeah, know? yeah. We presented to Hasbro, NECA, McFarlane. Yeah. Now it's time for Mattel, and we're gonna make our case for. I gotta be honest. There's not as many this go around for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. But. <laughs> but uh that doesn't mean there's nothing so That's true this go around for me it felt important because of how up to now heretofore antithetical it has been see even when oh, i'm failing read wow. i'm i'm getting there you're still um, yeah 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 mm-hmm. even when i'm brain farting left and right um <laughs> this is this is the run in the line where you finally get a vehicle for michael so this is driving Michael, <laughs> you know, and you can uh, uh, get just any of your other figures. You know, we did clown Jamie. We did leap and Loomis. Like you just put him <laughs> in the path. Leap and Loomis. <laughs> I love it. Leap and Loomis. Oh my uh, God. That's my Annie reference. Um, and you just put him in the path. Now it occurred to me, I don't think it's in this one. I think it's in five when he gets the tow truck which one is that? uh that's four actually where he gets the tow okay. truck out of the gas station yeah 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 that's that's yeah four. yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that one works a little better than just a passenger van you know mm-hmm. just like a utility mm-hmm. van but either one yeah. you know you could you could start with a utility van and then double back and be like oh by the way also the tow <laughs> truck so right. michael point being the variant of michael in this iteration is driving michael you know just, <laughs> you think you can get away but that's how he it's 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 how he makes up for how slow he walks. Yes, <laughs> as he can drive. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. But even then he's a super slow driver. It's just It's true. Walking. It's true. Um, so I love it. I love it. Okay, so my contribution to the toy Michael I will say this in a couple of shots and that's all they are. It's just a couple of shots. Um I feel like the Michael Myers visage is more menacing this time around it's it, it's not a bad mask uh i feel like it's just it's, it's just a kind of a a menacing vibe um uh-huh. but there is one shot and it is in the theatrical cut it is not present in producer's cut 
Um, but I call it the just woke up Michael, where, <laughs> where he, Paul Rudd is slamming on the doorknob trying to get Kara Strode oh, out of oh. that room. <laughs> and Michael comes wandering out, and it so looked to me like he just woke up from a nap because he comes wandering out of there like, what? Huh? Who are you here? Oh, yeah. And he just, yes. and he just down stares at him. Yes, down the hall. It's like he, and, it's like he left his dorm room. Yes, but it's exactly what it reminded me of. Yes, and so dorm room just, Michael. Yes. yes, it's like he just woke up and he comes out stumbling out of the room all groggy because he was pulling an all-nighter for the test he had to study for and looks at, at Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd is is like completely losing his mind, oh, doesn't know how to react. And gone. it's like, and, and you almost feel like in real time. And that reads too. He doesn't know how to react. <laughs> exactly. Because you feel like the director was behind the camera going, okay, give me shocked. Give me, oh, you're surprised. Uh, laugh because you don't know what to do. Oh, like, hit the doorknob again. Okay. Do you want to <laughs> run away? You don't know. And they just left all, all in the space of like five seconds. And they didn't there's cut like any of it. Yes. They 30, didn't cut any of it. There's like 30 thoughts that wash across Paul's, Paul Rudd's face. Absolutely. And, and all in one. <laughs> Meanwhile, just woke up Michael. Oh, <laughs> dorm, dorm yes. room Michael is just like, yes. what, do, what am I supposed to do here? I guess I'll wander this that, way. Oh, I remember that moment and being like, this is this is class right here. Is <laughs> It's just, it's, just <laughs> it's like the character forgot he's in the movie. He's like, huh. <laughs> what am I supposed oh, to do? man. What's my well, line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What I, uh, oh, man. Again? You know? <laughs> I guess I'll do this now. <laughs> uh, he's really oh just walking. Lord. It's kind it of is. like it is. It's kind of like Xenomorph wants a hug. You know, Michael <laughs> really he's not a killer. People just keep walking into his sharp objects, you know? It's like he just he's mute, so that's not good. But Lord he have can't mercy. communicate very well. He's just walking. That's it. That's all he's that's doing. It. He's just walking. Yep. He's just walking. So don't don't get mad at him. Yeah, so, so I did have one last one that is more. It came to me at least in the producer's cut, though it is present in both, and that is because you know you need your you got your kind of hard edge, Michael, right? Yeah, you got of your course. mobile Michael with the vehicles, you know, the line of vehicles. Um, you need your kind of maternal Michael, your softer Michael, and so the bath towel Michael is. <laughs> kind of what i was envisioning is just it's just normal michael but comes with a bath towel that he can yeah. just he's just he, he's pulled give. it out of the something yeah, yeah. yes and it. it's just there it's, it. it's yeah. just a prop just, yes <laughs> it's just don't give but, him a bath that's no weird. no 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 but no, he it's, just it's, he's just kind just a sweet fella just handing <laughs> and handing handing people towels and people towels it's like you guys need like to wash your hands but in two, he's like, here, just yeah. dry Stake off this. first. Yeah. Dry off first. We're going to take a second. I just, you know? I'm just here to be a blessing. No, here's, don't here's run. <laughs> don't run. I will kill you. Uh, but dry <laughs> off. Yeah. Don't startle me. That's going to go badly <laughs> That's for still you. coming. <laughs> Can Michael be startled? <laughs> you would never, you would never know. You would never know. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. You <laughs> okay. know, so a, a few weaker entries in the action figure line in um, <laughs> Curse of Michael Myers. But although I guess you know what you could do some generic Thorn cultists. That's what you could do. Sure. You could do yeah. the Thorn with their ceremonial place cloaks. Yes. Yes. That <laughs> that one. I just I just stumbled into that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. They did too. They're just like this. <laughs> 
Let's populate this movie with a bunch of cultists. Wait, wait. wait we're doing what now? You know, we thought we were just kind of in a, in a club, you know? <laughs> They're calling oh, their friends. Oh, snap. <laughs> like, get the crew over here. Just put them in a cloak. So, oh, man. So I wanted to add, Reed, before we get to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, you know, there's probably cases that this could have come up sooner, but it really sung out to me this time. And that is, and maybe we make a list going forward. Maybe okay. we double, maybe, maybe for next week's fog episode, we double back and reconsider some of the films. I'm not watching oh. them again, but oh. Oh. it is a list of, and I've only got one this time, increasingly impossible things that Michael pulls off. <laughs> and then, <laughs> the main one that I took away from this movie is when, is when they come back to the site of, depending on the iteration of film you're watching, the grisly murder of Jamie or just the casual stabbing of Jamie. Um, <laughs> right. And they discover that Michael has has meticulously taken the time to burn a giant thorn cult sigil yeah. into stacks of hay. Explain it. I can't <laughs> see him do it. I want to, you know, yeah. like this on is this, on this list, next you, level. Absolutely. You're going to have the, it's it, what I would, what I would like to dub the list is he had time to do that because it is it, on that list will be the no, bloodletting. Michael. For, yeah, <laughs> Michael. Because <laughs> you get the bloodletting from part two. Okay, sure. You got you, yep. you got all of that. Uh, from five, it's 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 the year of time, like that that went through, like where it's really okay. really you just have like a year of time. Uh, and then yeah, I, I would have to go back through the films and just sort of assess and think. But yes, the increasingly impossible things that might like you had time well, to do that in the first movie. It's a friggin' fragging tombstone in a residence. <laughs> yes, uh, on a bed. Like yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sure. He had time to do that. Sure. <laughs> How many of you are there? You know, Lord, increasing, have mercy. increasingly impossible things. Michael does. Okay. But Reed, that brings us to where it all comes back. Right. Yeah, our, our, our ultimate Michael yeah. Myers, maybe many things, but top of that list is one murder and mofo. And <laughs> oh um, we are, we are building our list. Um, largely there's, similarities and and you know rollover between uh, sure. uh theatrical and producer but some key distinctions as well that's so, true permit me if you will a mm, moment i will to identify starting with theatrical the kill list of michael myers mm -hmm. so to my knowledge she's nameless but that's really because i didn't read the credits and didn't pay attention <laughs> if anyone refers to her by name but it's, in other words, the only means by which I would know if she had a name. <laughs> you you're not psychic. <laughs> and that, <laughs> not like little, uh, little Jamie, Jamie, what's her face? Jamie Lloyd. Um, Jamie Strode, Meyer, I don't know. No, it's um, Jamie Lloyd. <laughs> yes. Lloyd. Ahead. See? <laughs> exactly. You, you are literally proving the point uh, about me and about these movies. So, it's the nurse... Who sets Jamie and baby free? Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But why? I'm, spoiler alert: she won't be my top. However, there's value at least the considerate in at least the consideration of her high on the list because Reed. Because if you look at this scene when Michael <laughs> kills this poor woman, it's a wide shot. Yes. Of a very long 
sort of subterranean medical hallway. <laughs> yes. On one spot <laughs> in this very long hallway is a very protrusive, very sharp spike. That's it. In the wall. It's just one. <laughs> just it is one of them. Kiss it is Kismet. It yes. is meant to be. It was her destiny to go out this way. Set designers said, I mean, somebody go back. Should here. we do more? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> just the ones. It's for, it's for just, just the ones all we need. <laughs> just, 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 just the ones. Because Michael finds her at just the right spot in the hallway. Indeed. And <laughs> picks her up like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. And jams that cantaloupe right into that spike and just hangs oh. her there. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, again, so I'm not saying the character merits high on the list, but the kill itself, because of the destined nature of it, it's at least a thing okay. to ponder. Okay. Um, and that's only one of like a dozen. So next, is the, <laughs> next is the truck driver in the rain when Jamie's escaping. He's like, "What are you doing with my truck?" Uh, yes approaches i wrote that he crushes his head but then in the producer's cut he definitely twists his neck i'm not sure if it's if no I'm yeah anyway. that's no in the producer's cut he breaks his neck in the theatrical cut he rips his head off <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> okay it isn't just me this time <laughs> literally what that's literally the difference everything is the same but in the producer's cut it just breaks his neck in the theatrical cut his head comes right off <laughs> okay yep <laughs> yes have i told you this before I feel like I brought this up on the show. This, I think, fun and cute little daddy-daughterism developed in our house. Don't ask me how. I can't remember exactly its origin. But where our (laughs) five-year-old, she'd come in for a hug. and I'd hug her and I'd go, there it goes. (laughs) And it was her head. (laughs) 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 She would make like she went to get it and put it back on. That's like, all he's doing. He hugged it too hard. It became a thing. Yeah, it's just That's a gilman for a hug, and you go, there it goes. Oh my gosh. Oh that god. We're never gonna get this list. Okay, next oh, is a major. It's a major, and or, or no, I'm sorry, I'm leading the witness here. But Jamie in the theatrical cut. Yeah. She goes out. I was I I was a slack jawed. I'll own it. He I was like, no. Okay. Because in the producer's cut, she just gets stabbed. But in the theatrical cut, I, she I gets, didn't see the producers first. I saw the theatrical first. She gets that, hoisted onto that thing, threshing yeah. machine. But then he and pushes then, her, oh yeah, further onto it. And yeah. then he walks around to the side and turns the machine on. It is mean like, spirit. Ain't done. <laughs> He's like, I'm making sure you're dead. You know I mean, who it's I like, am? Oh, it's terrible. It's then, yes, and then gruesome death. Like the gentleman he is. He's like, do you need a bath towel? <laughs> um. Then there's Deborah, Laurie's adopted mom. She gets spooked by Loomis. Surprise. <laughs> she plans to leave. She runs out of the house. Michael behind the hanging laundry with an axe, blood splatter everywhere. Then there's John, the dad, finds a bloody sheet in the washing machine. Michael stabs him, lifts him, carries him. Um, I'm sorry. Let me say that again. <laughs> Michael stabs him, lifts him, carries him over to the electrical box, pins him to it. My man gets electrified until his head explodes. Explodes in a torrent explodes. of guts and viscera. Oh, indeed. Um, next, 
has already at least been uh, uh, obliquely referred to, and that's radio personality Barry. He's bad-mouthing yep. Michael. He gets in his van. Michael's in the backseat. He grabs him from behind. He stabs him, and then a few scenes later, he is strung up. Again, uh, the impossible things <laughs> Michael gets to. Next <laughs> is Brother Tim. He, pff, hey, you know what? Spitz, <laughs> Spitz wasn't done. Tim's done. You know, he's <laughs> Tim's finished. showering off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> yes he is. so yeah and all the ways he is finished um yes. i wrote that he wipes dog off mirror i think that's meant to be fog um michael is there he grabs from behind and so him. many of these like they gotta be a dog somewhere he wipes a dog off a mirror <laughs> then there's tim's girlfriend beth killed on the phone while kara is telling her to get out michael comes in and stabs <clears throat> her silly and then I've got Michael murders a whole medical team, finishing with one who gets away that he crams that one's face through a barred door. Yes, indeed. So that oh, we're, Lord we're, we're conflating these two. So that's the theatrical mm-hmm. producer cut, largely similar. The nurse gets got same stabby way on that one single spike. Truck driver indeed. gets got a less menacing way. Deborah gets got. John gets got. However, however, however. J- you know what's hysterical about this scene in the theatrical cut and the producer's cut read is if you watch it, like I'm sure you did, <laughs> how it's cut together is the actor is somehow, I'm sure there's like a stool right down sure, below. Sure. He's put up on this stool, but against this electrical box and he's kind of writhing and some electricity is happening. Then a cut, a mid cut happens that is clearly not him. It's like, Mm, it's like mm, they put mm-hmm. like a dummy mask on him to replicate. It's the same actor. Right. Because they're prepping for what the theatrical cut offered us. <laughs> well, then it cuts again to the same actor, the the actual actor of the character. And he basically just is like, Ugh. like just kind of slumps over, uh, does not have his massive cranial explosion happen. Um, and then the DJ guy in the van, the brother, uh jamie dies in the thea- in the producer but very different a lot less fanfare and it's the she's it's shot Wynn, right it's yeah when when shoots her in the head Silence while she's in, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. silencer yep. style while she's in the hospital bed so oh Whew. man that's, that's, a, that's a, a lot that's a lot this actually has probably i think the biggest kill count of any of the of any of the across the Halloween two of them films. for sure yeah um so do you want to go first or you want me to no, I'm just, I'm gone. You're spent I'm out, now. Of, out of words. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, it, it was the unequivocal Hall of Fame entry for me. You talked about the, first of all, when it's raining like that and the little girl like, she just make that song up. It's raining. It's raining red. It's raining red. And I'm just like, that don't freak you out. Like it's raining red. Like that don't freak you out. And then, but that little girl is singing that. And of course, everybody in earshot is creeped out, especially Paul Rudd, Tommy Doyle, look over there and realize that like blood is descending from this tree. But for the first time, somebody decides to look up and that's where they find Barry, the CEO of ranktool.com shock jock, like up (laughs) in the the tree. And he has been eviscerated and strung up with Christmas lights, entry into the increasingly impossible things that Michael Myers does. But yes, he's up there. And then that's the moment that the tree branch falls conveniently whenever you know when everybody has seen it tree branch falls on cue 
But I tell you what, like that is a gruesome and visceral death. And even though the actual slaying happened off screen, that is a galvanizing moment when Barry Sims is revealed in all of his bloody glory. And uh, so, yeah, that's Barry Sims. The shock jock is my nominee for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. I think this, I think I think the setup is Hall of Fame worthy. I think the execution, no pun intended, leaves me with so many questions that it's hard to get over. Like, how did you pull? You didn't do this. This is <laughs> no. You, this of nobody did. You had help. <sighs> that little girl. That little girl helped you. Um, Dad Gummit, you did not go where I thought you would, but we're only doing one, so now I'm stuck. Ah, um, hard choices to be made. Hard choices. Life's full of tough choices, isn't it? Um, that's a Little Mermaid <laughs> reference. Uh, yeah, I caught it. Mm-hmm. You chose Barry the Shock Jock. Okay, add to the list here. Talk on it. Okay, well, there were two kills in this movie that made me drop my jaw. Mm. I'll go with yeah. You know what? Can't. Hey, hey, what? I'm gonna uh, we're gonna do this only for this because there's the theatrical cut and there's the producer's cut. I will give you your second Hall of Fame entry. Look, there's two films represented here. You watch two movies. You you can you can pick two to nominate for the Hall of Fame that that go into. This. I appreciate we, we'll, your. We'll make your, the exception here because there's two films. Your generosity here. It is. I feel like you're giving me a cheat that I wasn't necessarily asking for, but I will receive it and not, Re- not receive look back. it. Receive it and do okay. it. Okay. Well, then, if we're doing that, if we're compiling our list here, it feels it feels silly to ignore uh, the Jamie kill in theatrical. Like, oh, it's so. Can I tell you why Even, I didn't nominate it for Hall of Fame? Just really quick is because oh, okay. it's no, 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 no. I just didn't select it. You probably hoped I would or thought I would. I didn't select it because it's so dang brutal and mean spirited. Now I'm not saying don't put it in Hall of Fame. I think it kind of deserves to be there, but that's why I didn't pick it because I was like, mm. I just I can't bring myself to do it. So, but anyway, yes, that's yeah. well. <laughs> I'm one brutal mother. <laughs> Why you gonna be so nasty, Ray? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I'm nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yes, absolutely, it is that, and you know, it's a new actor playing the character. It's an older version of the character. I don't even. I, I would be hard pressed to even say I had some strong affinity for the Jamie character, but nonetheless, you had followed her for two full films ostensibly she's your kind of Sarah, your Lori surrogate. Yeah. Um, And, and so from that standpoint, it's pretty dramatic to imperil her seriously at all, much less to that degree, much less that early in the film. So yes, absolutely. It's brutal. Absolutely. It's wicked and gnarly, but that is what for me propelled it into, Oh God, it's kind of hard to ignore this one as sure as sure. viable candidate. So, um, for the, uh, I will submit that one, Jamie on the thresher and doggone it in part because, you know, Michael's pretty creative with his kills in general, but the film series, has Good not Lord. been quite so Gallagher-esque as it gets when old Daddy John just... <gasps> I mean, they must have <laughs> stuck a 
stuck a stick of dynamite in that watermelon or something. His, I mean, it is his head exploded. It is outrageous. <laughs> oh, if, Lord. If my jaw dropped when Jamie died because of her importance to the franchise up to then, my jaw dropped then because I was like, oh, I felt like I got it on me. I was like, oh, snap. Is this a 3D movie? Oh, Wipe this oh, off. Wipe oh. this off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got some arts done, you. Um, I just was not <laughs> ready for that level of outrageous kill. Lord and so because mercy. of its severity, because of its just, you know, do not pass go, do not collect $200, just shoots for the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It felt worth adding. So that those two, since you permitted me, yep. um, head explode. John is what we're going to call that one. You, you won't get a gimme for the rest of them. I, I made a, I made an audible on the fly because there are two different cuts and, and, and we purposefully restricted ourselves in, in, in probably the most voluminous slaughterhouse of any of the entries in this franchise. So, um, so that was the, those were the entries for the, the hall of fame. Yep. Yeah. For the hall of fame. Um, so listen, um, I am, you know, talking a long time. We watched a lot of movies. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to go to the fog. Miles meter. to go before we sleep. <laughs> exactly. So in the interest of edging towards the fog meter, but worth acknowledging in the producer's cut specifically. And I swear to God, the theatrical cut has nearly nothing that you could hang on to, to even, I, I couldn't even find a line Remember how we've been doing this thing recently where it's like a mm. line that points to things. I couldn't even find one for the theatrical cut of of six. I just I just didn't have one almost at all. But the producer's cut has that exchange between Wynn and Loomis, where he talks about the, you know, sort of the disparity of the world and the the the, the way things are continually getting worse and the the kind of a cleansing and if the film were even remotely interested in kind of trying to form something together worth discussing, I'd feel free to discuss it. But the idea that they are putting together this sort of cult to unleash Michael Myers, it's always going to ping for me, probably in whatever film we watch, the people who, the, the characters who willingly unleash hell upon things because they justify it to themselves as saying well things are bad enough that we're just going to let hell run wild on this and 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 again this film in either version is not interested in properly exploring those things but the dialogue between terrence Wynn and sam loomis in the producer's cut points to that when Wynn is trying to justify his actions in basically you know fostering michael and his reign of terror throughout all of these years and and he justifies it by like well things are so bad we're due for you know a cleansing as it were and uh again that is probably always going to ping for me when a character says something like that this film couldn't be less interested in actually digging into the ramifications of that kind of thing and wouldn't know how to if it tried (laughs) we'll say so um so yeah that consider that the line that points to theme for for this installment did you have anything to add or anything more to discuss before we go to the the old fog meter for it no nope um in kind of the spirit of what we did with with uh return and revenge last week i'm going to ask you for your fear on both versions so so we'll start with you 
What's your fear for theatrical? Oh, I guess we should say <laughs> listeners know it by now, but we're going to the fog meter, our very specific metric of how we rate these films with fear and God. Uh, so, you know, fear being scares, God being kind of substance, thematic kind of stuff. So, yes, your fear for both the theatrical cut and the producer's cut. Um, you know, I, I, I am to this iteration of Michael, I'm pretty inoculated at this point that said i think the severity of some of the i mean jamie yeah yeah the jamie death and and the theatrical like you know so i will give some extra points i'll I'll go with a four on the theatrical not because i think the movie itself is scary but because now here's the here's the weird thing reed is now this feeling happened watching the producer's cut and and maybe you'll at least appreciate my efforts here. There was a moment where the character Kara is walking around her house, I think looking for mom and the music's yeah. playing and that here, here's something this movie does well. And I'll say the producers, but that I think largely some of Halloween as a whole does well is there's kind of this, I'll, I'll describe it how I felt it in the moment. Kara's walking outside around her house. The the, mm-hmm. the tinkle of the score is playing. There's kind right. of this crispness in the air. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? Like, if I'm feeling really generous right now, I'm kind of digging this. Like, the, the, the sure, energy of, of it. of course. Yeah. The, yeah. the kind of like, I, I think that actor's good. The, the woman Absolutely. who plays Kara. Um, yeah, I, I agree think with that. The seeds of those familial dynamics as buried as they are under whatever the heck mythology we're at at that point mm-hmm. is pretty good. Um, yeah. anyway, point, yeah. point being, I did find some, some enjoyable elements there. Um, I think I said fear is four on the theatrical, mm-hmm. um, just because it's a little more defanged in the producers. I'll give it a three. Okay. I, what's interesting is what I'm going to do for this is I'm going to actually give the same fear rating to both films, but for different reasons. Um, the theatrical cut is manic and brutal and is slap shot. And there is a kind of a chaotic energy to it that uh, I kind of can't deny going to be, I'm, I'm citing this out of generosity, but for its brutality and for its chaos and for its just like visceral energy, I'm giving it a six. I am giving the producer's cut also a six on the fear measurement, but for it in its case, for its suspense, kind of what you were alluding to, its its tone to kind of evoke what previous installments have done effectively well and kind of remind me of that and put me back in that mood and spirit, uh, neither of them are going to cause you to lose any sleep, but uh, the brutality for one, the suspense and sustained sort of franchise tone for the other one, but I give them both a six on the fear meter. Uh I will lead with the God meter for them because this is where it's going to diverge. Uh, theatrical cut, make no bones about it. I'm just going to give it a one. Uh, I think there are some lunatic ideas kind of hovering under the surface, but man, they just get chopped up into a blender. Uh, they're, they're salad thrown together. They are not cohesive at all. Versus the producer's cut, which still has some glaring plot holes and some miserable narrative problems when you really press on them but is significantly more coherent and significantly better put together in the editing and in the sequencing so i give that one 
And for the conversation between Wynn and Loomis, I give that one a five on the God meter. So uh, that's where my thoughts largely diverge. Fear Factor hits the same, but uh, Theatrical gets a one from me on the God meter and the producers gets a five. What say you on both of those films for the God meter? Uh, yeah, the theatrical, you know, we talk a lot about what we bring versus what the film actually has to say. Like this the theatrical, it, you know, it is speaking in tongues if it's saying anything. Like it is a foreign <laughs> yes. language that is just gobbledygook by the end of it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, even attempts at generosity are going to be met with like, but really? You know, right. it's just not there. Right. Right. So, right, right. yeah, I mean, zero feels uh, uh, cruel, but one, I guess, is fine. Um, okay. Yep. So I'll go there. And then for what do you give theatrical? What do you give? Producer? I gave I gave the the, uh, the producers a five on the gut. Um, I'll join you there. Um, I think that what I'll celebrate about producers cut is not so much thematic ideas, except in so far as they're making some efforts yeah. to tie things together in in a mildly satisfactory way. Um, sure, sure. You know, I, I found the final shot of Man in Black Michael pretty cool. I was like, that that's was cool. Yeah, that's got some imaginative power to it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't totally understand what when has ascribed to Loomis at the end, <laughs> but it's clearly not something they're happy. Yeah. About. He's happy about. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think a five for producers. Cut. Okay. And that means that we give Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. The theatrical cut, we give a 3 out of 10 on the fog meter. The producer's cut gets a 5 out of 10, uh, which uh, that let that difference tell you everything you need to know about which of the two you might prioritize checking out uh, for your own reasons and intentions. Um, fascinating, fascinating journey. I am actually, I don't think I've said this yet, but I'm, I'm really thankful that we got the chance to, ever since I knew that these two cuts existed, I was hoping we might get the chance to entertain the notion on the show and to have you walk through them. And so I've really appreciated that they are, they are fascinating little uh, stories in the cinematic world and especially for this franchise. And so uh, I'm, I'm grateful that we had the chance to kind of dissect them a little bit in all of their manic gory i almost said glory but gory is a more appropriate word um so as we continue on with halloween at halloween next week we're also recommend them oh i didn't even ask that i mean i mean that's a great question i kept waiting because i worry because sometimes i cut you off and i was like he's gonna get to it no no i I completely forgot it this time around do what but do you do you recommend them uh no to the theatrical yeah, to the producer. I mean, if you've if you've watched four and five, mm-hmm. the producer's cut is the best place to land. Um, yes, and and here's the thing. Here's the weird statement. I think as cinematic exercise, watching both of these together has some merit to it. What if you're wanting to watch for story purposes? Ignore the theatrical cut. If you're wanting to watch because you're like. Now I'm just kind of a student of film, student of horror. Like, yeah, it's worth the energy to kind of see them in concert with sure. each other. If all you're after is narrative, ignore theatrical focus on producer's cut. I would mirror almost every word you just said. I feel like if you enjoyed four and five, the producer's cut of six is a natural next place to go. And if you enjoyed four and five, good chance you'll enjoy the producer's cut of six. So go for it. 
Only what my recommendation is only watch the theatrical if you are curious about this conversation in the cinematic exercise of completely different visions of the same story. In that sense, it is fascinating to watch. And it's not the worst time in the world to to spend time on, but as a as a an entry in this franchise, no. Go straight to producer's cut um and and do so with intention as a follow-up to four and five. That's my recommendation on that. And thank you. Sorry for the for, for, for forgetting that for a moment. Um now that we've been through a lot, right? <laughs> it's, it's been a doozy of a day. Um and so but uh so Halloween at Halloween, that that concludes our conversation up to Halloween six. So that means that next week we are pulling another double feature. I know. Brace yourself, everybody. Listen, it's Halloween times, okay? Spooky time. We're into October now. So next week we're going to be going to the return of Jamie Lee Curtis as the character of Laurie Strode for the first time in this franchise since Halloween 2. She is back for Halloween H2O. But we are also, in the same podcast episode, going to be discussing Halloween Resurrection. These are the next two films that were also produced uh, under the Dimension banner. And so they're kind of the natural progression. If you want to consider Halloween 6 like a transitional place, Producer's Cut of 6 kind of closes the Mustafa Akkad uh, realm on things. And we're into the the Dimension Films reign uh, for the theatrical cut. And then now we're moving into Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. Those two films will be the discussion point for next week's podcast episode. And for the patrons, we will be discussing The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 4. Okay? The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 4 for next week's episode and Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. Nathan, thank you for watching all these movies. Thank you for hanging with me. Listeners, thank you for hanging with us. And as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. We will see you next week, everybody. Thanks again. See you guys. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive, essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork. Our assortment of talented musicians, Andrew Nelson, The Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes. And to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hi, everybody. <laughs>